You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Again, that was a little poetry and music from John Trudell, uh, who just passed over to the other plane a few months, a couple months ago, actually. Um, he speaks for himself. This is Free Speech Radio. Um, but one thing I wanted to highlight, being this, this is women's magazine, um, I got a... I got a notice today from the NARAL uh, pro-choice campaign. Um, And there's a petition out there right now to tell Congress to repeal the anti-choice gag rule on AmeriCorps. Um, So AmeriCorps is is a volunteer organization um, that engages in various uh, jobs like teaching and and community resources. uh, across the country, and and it's kind of a cool program because if you're an AmeriCorps volunteer, you get a stipend, but then once you finish your AmeriCorps service, you get a reduction of your student loans. Um, so it's nice. It's it's kind of a cool transition out of college uh, into a career path per, per chance, or at least to gain some experience. And you're also, you know, you're also serving communities across the country. So AmeriCorps. Um, so um, l- let me read to you a little bit about this uh, petition that that, that NARAL Pro-Choice has, has been uh, is talking about. So AmeriCorps volunteers work to strengthen communities that need it most, and the health centers they staffed often serve low-income people and people of color. But if a woman goes to one of these centers seeking abortion care, AmeriCorps volunteers are prevented by law from helping her by providing full information about reproductive health care options. So there is this, this gag order on AmeriCorps to not help women access legal abortions. Um, They're essentially... If, if somebody comes to them and are asking about, you know, uh, these, these reproductive health, you know, problems or options, um, by law, AmeriCorps volunteers have this gag order and they're supposed to kind of play dumb and, and not help them if they want to obtain an abortion. So this is, this is by law here in, in, in this country. So, um, scenario pro-choice has a petition right now to tell Congress to repeal the gag rule that prevents AmeriCorps volunteers from referring women for abortion care. Um, so definitely check it, check that out. Um, I posted on my Facebook page, NARAL is N-A-R-A-L pro-choice America. Um, and they're, they're, you know, they're just looking out to protect this, you know, this right to, uh, to abortion, which is a right for women to choose what to do with their bodies and uh, and their lives, and um, it's been legal since Roe versus Wade, but we we've seen that even since then, um, there's a huge push of you know moral high ground um, that are against abortion, and you know I, it doesn't really matter to me whether or not you believe in abortion, you know, or not, or how you feel about it. I'm sure, you know, there's not always just a black and white, um, there's a lot of gray area. Uh, of course, when we think about women who, or girls, you know, who are, who are raped and become pregnant, um, you know, 
thinking about areas of this country where abortion has been highly limited. Um, maybe, maybe all the clinics in your state have been closed. And so maybe you're a 16 year old trying to get across two states to try to get an abortion or, you know, stay home and, and have your, um, the, the baby that you uh, got impregnated with because you were raped. Um, maybe it was somebody you know. Maybe it was somebody you don't know. Most likely it was somebody you know, um, statistically speaking. Um, and of course, you know, pregnancy is, is highly risky. Um, you know, health-wise, a lot, a lot of things can happen to the woman. Um, and often it's, it comes down to a choice between the woman's life and the unborn child's life. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in this country who say, doesn't matter about the woman. Um, we're pro-life. We want, you know, we want to support this unborn child. But my question is, if you're pro-life, are you willing to let a woman die? Just a question. Enchanting today with your magic. Tomorrow can't help but to be good. You brought the world back to me when I thought I wanted to drift away. You're my heart tape, taking me to joy, gentling me during a life storm, lifting me between the clouds and the sky, bringing me in view of the sun. The first time your eyes caressed mine, to say it was like magic is to tame the gentle passion and moments shared in the seeing of a glance. You took my hand and opened my heart to the beauty of what I did not see. I tried to understand why and how these things happened, but you explained so much with your laughing eyes to make me not waste my time worrying or wondering is this meant to be. The first time your eyes caressed mine, the winds sang their songs. The sunshine shivered with joy, warming the light within me. love and sheltered moments blowing my mind from the beginning I was drifting through trying trying to live a life good things happening suddenly when the days were dark you brought the sunlight nights touching me in your being tender love and shelter moments you were fame you were fortune you were peace you were vision things I thought I wanted and things I really needed blowing my mind from the beginning your kiss melted the night. Beauty burned in forever fires. Heartbreak, heart beating wild. Flaming love, sparks and stars showering the world. Tomorrow is today is yesterday. In your kiss, time didn't have a chance. Tender love and sheltered moments. Sparks of love flying all over the earth. That's what we'd like to see here. That's what I'd like to see. You're listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val. Thanks for listening. Uh, another event that's coming up, I want to make the announcement about uh, San, San Francisco event. Um, on May Thursday, May 5th, there's going to be a city hall hearing. Um, and well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val. You are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. That was a podcast of Women's Magazine uh, from a few, well, several weeks ago now. But today is July 8th, 2016. And I want to wish everybody listening out there a very happy, loving, peaceful Friday. Uh, hoping you find some time to breathe deeply and relax and emanate 
your light and uh, join hands with one another. And don't forget to smile at the stranger on the street. This is the Common Thread Collective, and we cast that wide net, and we find the common thread. Let life flourish, and don't panic. Just keep it organic. Happy Friday, everyone. And I'm happy to announce that Diamond Dave, our host and far out, far flung correspondent, is calling in from the East Coast. He's out there on his summer cross country tour, making all sorts of stops and um, and uh, well, not just stops, but goings, goings and comings and goings. And Dave is online. Hey, Diamond Dave, can you hear me? Yo, yo, I can hear you loud and clear. Here I am. Beautiful. Here we be having walked down the mountain, back on on the grid, from being off the grid all these days at the Rainbow Gathering uh, in the Green Mountains, and we're now down here at the bottom at the uh, bus village, we call it kind of a bus village, kind of a stopping place, but back on the grid. And if a few old timers are out, oh, oh, long time rainbows around, and this was an amazing gathering in the Green Mountains of uh, Vermont, uh, Bernie Land. Oddly enough, in fact, I'm going to be going, and I'm hoping to be calling uh, next Friday and the Friday afterwards, as, as things are getting together in uh, Philadelphia, where, where I'll be reporting from a far-flung correspondent during the Democratic Convention in, uh, in a few weeks from now. So that's where we're now, and I just took that long walk down the, down the mountain from the Rainbow Gathering, which was a series of mountain meadows and places where we were and have been for the last couple of weeks. But I want to uh, bring on, here's Barry Plunker, uh, one of the earlies, as we say in the rainbow. And he's here, and I'm going to hand the phone to him, and he can give you impressions of what it's about. I think you know him. He came, he, I, I know you know him. Hey, Val, here be Barry. Barry. Well, howdy, Val. Well, howdy to you. Good to hear howdy. your voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here with the... Uh, in the Green Mountains of Vermont, it's very beautiful at a place called Mount Tabor, which in the uh, Christian theology is where Jesus became transfigured, and his brother James and his uh, and John the Beloved Simon and saw Elijah and Moses, and and this place here, uh, if you can see through the brush here, you can see a lot of beautiful people. It's kind of a nice place, and we're and there's hello. Yeah, we we can hear you fine. Are you still there? Yes, yes, indeed. So anyway, I just wanted to send my respect and love and all of that and uh, my good vibrations to everybody in San Francisco. And uh, hopefully, the, uh, uh, Dave was talking about a year from now, and there's going to be this celebration for the uh, Summer of Love again. We like that. And uh, there's a lot of people out here that had some interest in uh, doing peace uh, vibes in uh, Philadelphia and maybe even in Cleveland for the Republican convention. But uh, basically, people came out here to pray. If you saw something on TV uh, in the news, the governor of Vermont just uh, made a declaration that the rainbow people were peace and love, and so were the people of Vermont and the federal law enforcement officers out of leave us alone out here. And they didn't quite leave us alone. The federal people didn't, and uh, they pulled a lot of tra- cars away. Really? But uh, they really couldn't stop the good vibes. And so I'm going to, like, just give, like, better blessings and all that and hand you back to Diamond Dave. And he is uh, on the way. Here you go. Love you. Love you, too, Barry. Thanks for the re- for the report. Wow, the governor came out, huh? Governor of Vermont and said, leave these well, people, he, let well, them be, huh? Well, he signed a proclamation. Whether it actually came out or not, I'm not sure. 
Oh, B- Barry, did the governor actually come? I don't. Oh yeah, according to uh, 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 Gigi, the governor and the attorney general came uh, a couple times, including yesterday. Oh, so there was some governor sightings. Wow. And of course, this is uh, this is different. This is Vermont. Uh, this is Maryland, for sure. Uh, Barry's. Uh, Barry, of course, Bernie. after the Bernie, Bernie, Bernie land after <laughs> after the. Uh, well, here's a train going by. Hear that? Uh, I hear that train. I can hear that train. I can hear that train coming. <laughs> yeah, the camp down here is right by the tracks, and the train be going by at this time every day, blowing its horn, summoning me down south, and I will be going down. Well, uh, so we're up there until just. Uh, we were up there until last night. I walked down. Ouch, my back is hurting. I walked down the mountain. And we had no idea. I had no idea what had happened. All of the news, the killings, all the news of what this all means. Oh, I know. It's still pretty much up for grabs. Five five police officers killed in Dallas. Right. That's still, I, 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 several. I'm several about, wounded. Several, yep. Oh, my goodness. After what two more means. police killings uh, uh, in the country. In this. And police killings. Yeah. In Facebook. What is all the see we're 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 practicing anarchy up there. Right. Community. Peaceful violence. Organized anarchy. Yeah, well to it it's organized it's organized in the sense of uh, don't panic, keep it organic. Yeah. But think but the number of kids got the people twenty four seven we have systems. the main circle, and people are just uh, it's it's just it's, Entirely separated uh, from um, from uh, what's going on. So when we come back to time, come back on the grid. Oh my goodness! Well, here's uh, well, oh, oh, here's seeing in front of me is my uh, is Felipe. I think you remember Felipe. Oh, coming Felipe, through. yeah. Right with me, Felipe. Say hello and say a few words and what does all mean to you. Greetings, relatives from Vermont. Which was. It wasn't a big gathering, but it was sweet. We had a little rain. I think we're learning more and more about survival. We still have a little problem with people digging the sanitary, you know, the shitters, this and that, but we're hopefully we educate a lot of these young kids that don't know how to live without a flush. <laughs> anyway, uh, much love to all you folks out there in uh, the Bay Area and throughout the, within ear range that can hear this. We send our peace and love, and we're, we're here to heal global wounds, and we hope everybody can think along that line. I thank you, and adios. We hope so, too. Healing global wounds is is, is what we need to do. We're, we're the salve for that. Um, and the you know, global wounds. And yes. like you were saying, Dave, you got, you know, you got all of you folks were out in the, the mountains of Vermont, completely detached from everything going on uh, elsewhere. I was away last weekend, too, up in, in some other mountains here in Northern California, and it's good to detach, you know? I mean, there's enough of uh, craziness going on all around. You can't be immersed in it the whole time, and I think what the the planetary vibration needs is for people to be out and away and, and uh, you know, enjoying nature and each other and and creating loving environments and loving vibrations and and um even though it's kind of an affront when you come back uh to urban uh media crazed uh violent uh <laughs> fucking realities wow. but you know we're, we can at least be able to step away from that and bring something back to it and uh try to soothe those soothe those uh 
those wounds. And, and bring it back with us. Uh, that's what I'm about. And as I say, I'm going to be going to uh, uh, Philly, Philadelphia, and help uh, be in a dance party because we have two of our kitchens. See, Rainbow is separated uh, the camps. They're called kitchens because that's where people are getting fed. That's where food is being fed. That's where people hang out. That's where people make music, and uh, uh, and, and that's uh, that's like the community. And now I want to bring on David Crockett Williams. Speaking of healing, healing global wounds, uh, David started a walk today. I think he walked on the first leg. Is that right? Yes. He walked the first leg from uh, from the Rainbow Gathering here in the Green Mountains, so beautiful, to Philadelphia. So he's uh, he's right across the table from me here, and it's, this is his RV, in fact. And he's going to tell you, uh, he's going to tell, tell tell you and the world a bit what he has in mind and how this works. David, uh, we have about ten minutes left. Is that right? A uh, little, yeah, a little bit shy of ten minutes. Literally shy of 10 minutes, then we'll get back later. But here's David Crockett-Williams. David. Hello. Um, yes, we're. I'm starting the Peace March to the White House today. Walked just seven miles down from the gathering and then going to the Philadelphia Convention and then ending at the White House on August 9th to help bring uh, executive clemency for Leonard Peltier and to bring the message of peace to the White House, as symbolized by the Rainbow Uprising Peace Poll and its message of peace, which we're carrying and will be offering along the way in a vigil, a prayer vigil in Philadelphia and um, various activities like that along the way. So far, I'm the only walker. So uh, we'll see how it goes in terms of um, camping on schedule, driving ahead this kind of thing but um, this is for a scientific spiritual revolution of consciousness to bring about peace that's wonderful so we, we hope that uh, we imagine that folks will join you along the way do you have a, yes. a, a route laid out for yourself yet um, where people yes. can, can find you and Yes, um, especially the last leg from Philadelphia to D.C. I hope more folks will join. Um, the Facebook page where I'm putting all the information on this is a group called The Peace March. Just run all together. And if you want me to give my phone number, I can do that. Well, whatever you're comfortable with. I think people can find you on The Peace March on Facebook, hopefully. Right. Um, and... Uh, Thank you. Thank you for 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 spreading that across our country. It just so desperately needs a sense of peace and uh, reconciliation. Very welcome. Thank you for supporting us. Hold on. Here's Dave. Okay. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask him right now, Val. If people, if every Friday as you're to walk, you can call in. I'll give you the phone. Uh, hey, David. David, I'll give you our on-the-air number, and every Friday is, uh, uh, between 3 and 6, San Francisco time, give us a call and give us an update. Will you do that? He's shaking his head and said, yes, indeed. Okay, good. So, we so want to... usual, we like to be things ongoing. But uh, anyway, so there we are. And uh, hey, Val. Yeah, Dave. Hey, people. Who's, uh, 
Uh, is Richard there? Who's, who's not, there with you? Richard's not here yet. Uh, Blood Flower's around. James Conrad's hey, here. He's almost finished telling us the tale of Zordo Clean's house. Um, oh, I know goodness. James Ellis is around here somewhere. He's going to be reading us some Krishnamurti. I'm going to read some new poetry. Um, but coming up next, Dave, and I know you have some insight to this, um, we're going to have an interview call-in interview with the brother-sister punk rock band Sin Hasin, and I might be messing up the pronunciation, but I know they'll correct me when they call in, but uh, formerly of the group Black Fire. Black Fire. Tell us, uh, yeah. tell us about Black Fire, the, well, the Black Navajo. Fire the indigenous drumming of the Denai people, Navajo, with, with an increasing punk sound and a revolutionary indigenous perspective. They were amazing. They were, they were good friends of mine. Their mother, Bertie, was uh, was uh, in Greenwich Village back in the day. She's about my maybe a little younger. Back in the day, I think she, she's a friend of Bob Dylan too. And she was hitchhiking through the Navajo land, and she met their father, who's a Benali, Benali, who's a uh, Benali uh, is a active and uh, longtime family in the Dene and the Navajo people, and among the Navajo people. Is that right, Felipe? Benalis. The Benellis. He says, yes. And, uh, and that, uh, one sister and two brothers became Black Fire. And one of the brothers is not going around. I think that's Clay, but I'm not sure. He's doing other things. But the two of them are back to back together. And their mother is the manager and promoter and uh, she's, and uh, really makes them happen. Made the three happen. It's a, they're like a dream come true, and they're really good. They're, they're so, yeah, it's and sure Jan- Janata and Clay. They're sending some of their music to play right too, aren't they? Oh yeah, we've got their website, Sihasin, S I H A S I N. I'm really interested in hearing their transition of uh, how they went from Black Fire to uh, who they are now. Yeah, me That's, too. Uh, so, me so too. We'll, we'll be listening. Uh, we'll be listening right here in the Green Mountains, Vermont. And anybody would like to call me, you can always call me through this phone four one five. Two four zero zero two eight six is right here in my hand, soon to be in my pocket. So anybody out there would like to call me for an update, and I'll be calling in every Friday, and uh, soon I'll be in uh, I'll be in Philadelphia, and uh, and we'll we'll send you next Friday some idea of how this is coming together and what it all means, and I think it's going to be an amazing uh, amazing time. And there's a uh, there'll be a camp. Uh, park where you can camp, I believe. Uh, uh, there'll be kind of, we'll be feeding the people, and uh, I'll be doing my what I do as well, which is uh, interacting, intersecting, interrelating with the people I meet. Is that right? I believe so, Dave. Interacting, <laughs> intersecting. I know and, it to be true. I know it to be true. Well, I'm glad you called in, um, and if you want to give us a call back later on the show, let me know. And okay, we're going to come back on. There's a five-second delay, so we went off, but we're coming back on. Hey, Val, uh, your spirits sound really high. I send my love to everybody in the room, and uh, through, uh, through the Common Thread Collective, everybody at the planet, ho, 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 there's got to be a better way. Peace, love, and understanding. That's right. Well, wonderful. All right. Great to hear from all of you. What a special call. A great way to start today's show. And, uh, of course, another way we like to start the show is with music from your son, Ubi Doobie. Because even though all this stuff is pretty crazy right now, everything's going to be all right. 
You're listening to the Common Thread Collective on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. I'm Global Val, and here's a little music from the Big Island.
listening to the common thread collective on mutinyradio.fm here in san francisco i'm global val that was just a little music from our sister over there on the big island sea star um, of the nectarian music collective um and always always beautiful peaceful music and that's what we like to play on the common thread collective um but of course you know we're rockers too we like to uh you know shake things up and i'm really excited i'm really uh pleased to have our next guest calling in um on the phone we've got janeda and clayson banali uh brother sister duo um they were formerly of the band Blackfire, a uh, Native American punk band, um, but they have uh, evolved and, and, and taken it into a new band called Sihasin, and uh, which, well, they can tell us a little bit more about what that means. And um, I'm happy to welcome you both to the Common Thread Collective. Can you hear me okay? Yate, thank you. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. Yeah, greetings, Yate from the beautiful uh, San Francisco peaks out here in Arizona. It's kind of funny. We, we've got the, the mountain named after San Francisco, yet we're, we're here, one of the sacred holy mountains for the Diné, for our people, the Navajo. Interesting, out in the San, San Francisco mountain in Arizona. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Well, there, there are so many different traditional names for her. Um, in our language, we call her Tacoa Sleet. Yeah, I... I, I 
it's it's always interesting, you know, what what's in a name for all of these places because obviously uh, before you know European settlers came over to this uh, continent. Uh, native peoples like yourselves and like some of my ancestors were here and you know over here in the Bay Area we've got Mount Tamalpais uh, after the 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 princess Tamalpais um, but uh, well welcome to the show I'm, I'm happy we can connect and uh, from from a couple of states away thank you for having us we're, we're really excited to be coming to your area pretty soon yeah, so so tell us about this tour that you're going on with with your band. Well, we're going on a coast-to-coast tour. Um, we're going to be in Oakland at the Omni Commons Ballroom on Wednesday, July 13th. It's going to be an all-ages show. Um, we're super excited to be out there. We haven't played a Seahawson in Oakland before, so we're, we're really super excited about that. Um, we're also going to be in Grass Valley, California at the World Fest, um, which is an incredible world music fest and outdoor, you know, awesome nature festival. And that's just going to be a day or so after the, after the Omni Common Show, which is Wednesday the 13th. Right. And then Grass Valley will be out there on the 14th and the 15th. And then we're, we're headed across country. We're in... Chicago, we're in New York, we're in Pittsburgh, we're in um, Tulsa at the Woody Guthrie Museum as well. And then probably back up to the West Coast and off to Europe in the fall. Beautiful, beautiful. So tell, maybe we could get a little background here because um, your brother and sister, uh, you were formerly playing together in the group Blackfire um, and now you've moved into this new band, Sihasin. What was that evolution like for you? Well, first and foremost is Blackfire. We were performing for over 20 plus years, years, 21, 22 years. And, you know, it was a whole other type of energy and a completely different direction. It was very aggressive, very, you know, change, bringing change through you know, kind of in any means necessary, I guess. And that was my sister's giving me the, the stare down the look. No, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> agree with that. But, you know, we, being we from an area in Black Mesa, Big Mountain, where, you know, we were f- impacted by coal extraction, by resource extraction, and, and not having a voice, you know, going from punk rock, you know, becoming punk rockers and touring throughout the world and, you know, kind of just having a, a voice, a very loud, powerful voice with lots of destroy, distortion, cranked up to 11, you know, it was, it was very different, you know, now we're, we're parents and, you know, we've actually kind of turned more to, towards our culture and our roots using traditional drums and elements that are, are more about healing and about strength and, and perseverance. And the name Sihasen actually means hope. You know, being parents, having beautiful, wonderful kids, you know, that's a direction that is so crucial for our youth to be there for our future generations and to, to give them that hope and strength and guidance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and other than just the passing of time and and growing older and maturing into different 
parts of, you know, different times in your lives, being parents. And, um, I mean, as, as native peoples, um, going across the country, uh, to how, how is it, how does it feel different? Does it feel different than, than how it was before? You know, it, it feels a lot different um you know we we like to incorporate all kinds of different sounds um in with our music as sea husband and we you know even now we've got our kids who love to join us on stage and my dad or our dad rather who loves to also join us on stage so we're definitely more intergenerational um and we really for us you know we we're really hoping that when people hear our music, that they are inspired and motivated to create positive change. Um, and I, you know, and I hope that comes through with our music. Also, I think previously, you know, we tried to, uh, at least with my brother, it was always like a, a completely different writing style, you know, where it was like, if it was too danceable or if it was too fun, then no, nah, we're not going to do that. But I think... We decided, you know, on this this go around that, you know, let's let's have fun, let's enjoy. You know, I don't want people to to come away with the feeling of of anger or aggression. You know, we want people to just, you know, feel uplifted and hopeful and empowered. Well, it seems like that the what you're doing is is grabbing people's attention. I, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, you won the the. 2013 Best Rock Album at the Indian Summer Music Awards. This is with as Sihasin, right? Yes, we've been really blessed to win a number of different awards. Um, I, I think of it more as recognition, just, you know, right. put your heart and soul into, into your music and, you know, you write because, you know, there's, there's something, there's a message, there's meaning, there's content, and you hope people hear it. And so I know you have uh, some mu- new music out that you wanted to talk about today. Um, I, d- I actually don't think we have the track. It's that new. Um, but it is that new. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. Um, we uh, recorded a friend's song, an uh, amazing songwriter. His name is Pat McDonald, and he was in a group with his wife, Barbara Kay, um, called Timbuk3. And they were just amazing, um, great songwriting, and we were asked to record one of their songs, and so we did um, one of Clayson's most absolute favorite songs. Yeah, going way back, um, Jenny actually, she went to a very unique school, and Timbuk3 used to come out and perform there for Native American benefits, um, for education, for a beautiful, wonderful school. Long story, but anyhow, got to connect with them and knew Pat and, and his family for quite some time. And the song that we did was, uh, see, now she's got me all confused. Wait, hold we up. We did Big Shot in the Dark. Big Shot in the Dark. And Timbuk3, they were known for uh, Future So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades. And a duo that was very sarcastic, you know, they just the the craftsmanship of the songs you know just so beautifully written and we've actually had so many opportunities to work with with pat he's got a holiday music motel up in wisconsin 
and he brings songwriters from all over and just you know bringing the community of of songwriters together again of of writers musicians and we've been fortunate to be a part of that and this uh project was kind of a tribute to to pat you know and kind of his legacy so we're honored to be a part of it so the album uh it's a compilation with many different artists who um who are from all over the states and the the cd is called begging his graces songs of pat mcdonald so that that's something that um uh, is that you you're you have one track on or is it all these different musicians playing all these tracks together we have one track on and uh each artist has has their own track yeah we've been doing a lot of collaborations we recently had a release with the okie doke okie dokie brothers as well on a right. children's they, album yeah they sound and fun it's also on netflix too they have a one of the, the videos up on that all kinds of fun little things unfortunately we are, we are completely independent and been trying to fortunately, for, fortunately we are yes. completely independent <laughs> but when it comes to the funding of, of our next endeavor and, and trying to get in the studio and record that's the hard part you know sure. every musician i've talked to is in the same boat you know we love to do it at a really high quality and give people something that's really you know the producers the people that we bring on board we try to you know do it right so it takes time to to get the the money together to yeah understandably yeah that seems to be i I actually ended up my my, i had a friend telling me about how his girlfriend plays baroque music so i made the joke i'm like aren't all musicians baroque um (laughs) (laughs) which was a terrible terrible joke um but (laughs) no but it makes sense though what to to be independent and to be independent artists i mean you're really you're you're working with you know for yourselves with each other and um it's i i understand i mean we have a lot of musicians who come through uh, mutiny radio and that just seems to be um part of the course if you don't want to you know sell out to uh, some some sort of bigger entity that wants to you know steal your voice so we definitely support you and hope that other people will as well um but you do have an album out though called never surrender tell us about that album we do never surround surrender is our first album is seahawson it's our our first um collaboration where we just we just focused on um, music that would empower, uplift, inspire. Um, you know, Clayson and I, we do a lot of work with youth. We do um, different workshops to help youth find their voice, to find their creativity, um, to turn what's considered to be a negative emotion, you know, frustration, anger, boredom, um, even substance abuse and suicide. Um, we help kids to transform those emotions into creativity with writing, doing songwriting, doing zine writing, um, through dance, through music. Um, it's just really important for kids to be able to, to find an outlet, a positive outlet in order to address those emotions and to, to, to feel those emotions, but in a way that is healthy. Also, with the Never Surrender, we work with Ed Stasium. He's an amazing producer, just legendary, created a lot of the techniques that people use in the studios today. And it's we're just a two-piece band 
drums. I play drums and use traditional elements, power drums, and you know, just try to to give the rhythm rhythms a whole new kind of type of direction than you know what we typically used to do. And it's bass and no guitar. You know, very. I don't know if it's simple. It, it has a really unique tone and sound. A lot of people are like, you know, it's kind of like the the Native American white Native American white stripes or something like that. Yeah, which creates a a, a big sound. Considering, like you're saying, it's just really two instruments. But of course, vocals, which you know, voices are instruments, and you incorporate a lot of other little kind of kind of layers to it too. Um, and we're definitely going to play some of your music <laughs> in just a few minutes. Um, but yeah, t- um, so Sihasan, hope in the Diné language. Um, so. Anything else that you want to let people know about either your tour, your music, your album, or how people can support you? Oh, there's too many projects that we're involved with. You know, first and foremost, you know, we're fortunate that we we will be traveling with our father. He's a traditional Navajo practitioner, and that's a lot of the work that we've been carrying on and trying to learn and, and ensure that it passes on to the next generations. So we'll have our father there. He may do and share some of our culture. You know, we always bring that element and represent who we are as Diné people. And then, you know, there's some new books that have come out that were, were published in um, on Native music. Janine, do you remember the titles? We've got like three books. There's so many things. But on our website at sihasin.com, S-I-H-A-S-I-N.com, uh, we should have links. And if we don't have links up, we'll try to throw them up as soon as we can <laughs> it's just Janita and I were completely independent um, too many fun amazing projects and we're hoping to get back up to the west coast I'll, I'll be going to Europe and doing horse training seminars uh, sharing some of the traditional Navajo techniques in all throughout France Wow! Uh, in the fall as well you know we have too many fun projects Jim you know, <laughs> come on jump in here help me out <laughs> you know, it's a good first thing. and foremost, you know, I really, I really want to thank all of your listeners. Um, I know that so many of your listeners were really just so supportive when my brother and I sued the federal government um, to protect uh, children from reclaimed wastewater on the Holy San Francisco Peaks here in Arizona. And I just really wanted just to take a moment and just to thank everybody so much for support and for prayers, you know, although we did lose that case um, and the ski resort here in Arizona is using reclaimed wastewater on a holy mountain, um, it was a long fight and we just really, really appreciate everybody's support. Yeah, it had gone all the way to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco where unfortunately we had an unfavorable ruling and part of Sihasen is, is, you know, learning to pick up the pieces from you know, something as devastating as watching something even more sacred than a church, you know, something that is so precious and, you know, it's on that same level to see it destroyed and desecrated, you know, by, you know, for-profit business, you know, that the United States, the federal government supports, you know, and wanted to see ski and recreation 
as part of their policy, their mandate. So very unfortunate. But, you know, that's part of our process of healing, too, is finding that hope. And I think um, you had asked earlier about where Seahustin comes from, where a new group comes from. And, you know, and it, it, it's part of, part of this. It comes from part of this lawsuit of, of being devastated, of feeling so devastated, of feeling like, you know, you've lost everything. And where do you go from there? You know, we've spent so, we've spent so long being angry and fighting that, you know, that at the end of it all, I think I, I really realized what comes after anger? What, where, do, where, do, where do we go from here? Where do we go from being so angry? And I realized that I have to have hope, that hope is the next step after anger. Um, otherwise, it's, it's that just devastating. And so, you know, when you listen to our music, I think that um, you'll probably hear a lot of that journey um, in our songs and our songwriting, and, and hopefully that inspires other people to keep going, to stay motivated, to stay positive, to be inspired, and to be inspiring, and just do your best in life because everything is possible. We just got to persevere. I think I'd like to add, too, that, you know, that battle that we were fighting for was a sacred mountain, and, you know, a lot of people would ask the question, what is sacred? And it's that realization of our water, our air, the things that are precious to us, our family, our community. And when you turn on the news and see the things that are, the atrocities that are happening today, it's heartbreaking, you know, and we really have to to take a closer look at what is sacred and how do we protect that. That's what we're fighting for. That's what our music, that's everything that we're, we're trying to give back to our community here, you know, not only in the Navajo Nation, but all throughout Indian country. You know, we look at the, the issues that we're faced with, the statistics, you know, things are, are more, I think, blown out, you know, like suicide rates, pregnancy, you name it, everything. That, that we're faced with as a nation. It's a crisis. It's a state of emergency, and we're doing everything in our power to try to confront that with a positive twist. You know, we want to, to heal. We want to move forward and find that positive solution. Well, that we is... Hope that, we hope that our music, you know, it touches people in a way that, that they, they feel the necessity or they, they feel a desire in some way even if it's a small way, to just create positive change. Absolutely. And that's such a beautiful message. And, and like, even with music, like, just the just the very basic level of just, of, of dance, of, of joy, and, and spreading that joy wherever you can. And, and like you were saying, you know, y- y- you have to feed the positivity into it, you know, because it's, it's like spreading seeds, right? You don't know how that's going to affect people, who it's going to touch, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, be carrying that anger and that hurt, um, which also affects those around you and, um, that, that whole energy. And, and, and I think, you know, what we try to do here on the common thread collective and, and 
obviously what you're doing with your music and your message and your family and um, the things that you're trying to create and carry forward um, is to create that better world that that we can create, you know, with each other and with ourselves, you know, regardless of all these, you know, atrocities that are happening, you know, around us. And, um, you know, I want to thank you for, for taking up the fight to, to, um, to represent what is sacred and to, to try to, you know, keep our, keep our lands and, and these very, um, you know, all the natural, very basic things, um, you know, protected and, you know, we'll just kind of keep, keep moving along and, and, uh, you know, we might lose more cases and, but uh, we can't lose what's true. So I uh, really appreciate your message. And I know that people out there listening do as well. Thank you. And if, if there are any organizations or people tabling, too, that want to come out and be a part of this event at the Omni Commons Ballroom, please, you're more than welcome to, to share a table, come on out and Absolutely. get your word out. Absolutely. We want to make sure that, you know, all information is available. So if you do have a table, you do are, you do have information about an issue um, or even, you know, you want a table, please come out to Omni Commons Ballroom on Wednesday, uh, July 13th, and, and join us. Definitely. Well, I, I hope I'll be able to make it out. Every one of us. <laughs> what time is the show on Wednesday? Well, the show uh, is, let's see, doors open at 7 o'clock. Okay. Doors are at 7, and uh, what's the cover? And the cover, you know, I don't even know what the cover is. But I do know that it's all ages. Wonderful. Well, that's, we like that. It's great that everyone's all inclusive. And uh, the Omni Commons is... make sure that it's affordable, so... Yeah. And it's a beautiful place. The Omni Commons is a really special place. So um, if you're out there listening, go check out the show Wednesday, July 13th. Doors are at 7. And I believe the Omni Commons is at 4799 Shattuck in Oakland. Um, but I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll post this. Um, keeping keeping track of what's going on here on the show and i'll post that on our facebook page common thread collective facebook page um so that people can uh, listen to this show uh listen to this conversation and also hopefully uh, and then know where to go on wednesday and maybe if people are up there in grass valley going to world fest uh they'll they'll catch you on the 14th and 15th as well well that would be awesome well, we really appreciate being on the air with you all today it's it's really been a pleasure and um uh, as we s- say uh farewell for now um the song i was going to play that was on your website uh take a stand um i listened to it last night so i thought it would kind of fit in with uh, the show and everything but maybe you want to introduce that song absolutely take a stand is a song that is a call it's a call from our ancestors to future generations to reconnect with who we are as indigenous peoples because all over the world we're all indigenous people doesn't matter what country you're from you're still an indigenous person with roots to our mother earth and that heartbeat of our mother earth connects us all and so this is a song that's a call to bring people back to those roots because the root belief of all indigenous peoples is respect. Respect of our environment, respect of ourselves, of our community. And so that's what this song is about. It also features our father, Joan Spinelli, who will definitely be joining us on this tour. He will be. He's a living treasure, by the way. 
Well, I'm so excited to be able to play this song and, and to talk to you uh, both today. And uh, we hope you'll keep in touch. Feel free to give us a call or let us know when you want to give us a call on a Friday um, from the road and any updates and any any good folks you want to send our way. We're happy to be that platform and send send out the good word, good vibrations and, and positivity or we're streaming around the planet uh, on the Internet on mutinyradio.fm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Much love to you all. Thank you so much. Much love, much peace, and have a great show on Wednesday at the Omni Commons. All right. We hope to see you there. All right. Peace. trying to play this song now huh <laughs> not quite sure why it's not quite playing yet hold on a second here we go um. that's not Sihansen Sihasin um, I don't know why this is all kind of tripped up here i apologize um hold on i'm gonna put a uh, throw a cd on here for a second because i've got our signals crossed so this is not sihasin playing right yet but it will be in just a moment Sorry for the confusion, but here we go, folks. This is Sihasin song, Take a Stand.
That was a beautiful song called Take a Stand from Sihasin. So check them out. Um, I, I, I wish that had been a little more of a smooth transition into playing that song after the conversation with, with uh, Janeta and Clayson Benali, the brother and sister who are Sihasin. Um, but check it out. Um, you can listen to that song on their website, sihasin.com. That's S-I-H-A-S-I-N. Again, that's S-I-H-A-S-I-N dot com. They'll be playing here in Oakland Wednesday the 13th. Doors are at 7 o'clock at the Omni Commons on Shattuck uh, at the Omni Commons Ballroom. Should be a really special show. And uh, I'm hoping to make it out there myself on a Wednesday night. You can do it. You can do it. Um, But happy Friday, everybody. It's July 8th. I'm Global Val. I'm sitting here with Tyler. And uh, and all of our friends are are here in studio. Uh, You're listening to the Common Thread Collective, mutinyradio.fm, here in the Mission District. You can come down and join us, too. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets, right at the corner. 
in the Mission District. And we're here every Friday from 3 to 6 for a community open door, open hearts, open minds, open mic, music, poetry, activism, what you got? Um, but save your comedy for the late night crowd, folks. Diamond Dave says, you know, he goes to a dr- AA meeting, makes him want to drink. He goes to a comedy show and it makes him want to cry. So we're not a comedy outlet here, even though things do get funny naturally at times. And I just want to welcome our next guest who's called in to the show, um, Eve, who I believe has a show, a live show tomorrow evening. Eve, are you with us? Can you hear me? Sunday evening. (laughs) Sunday evening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start at 630 sharp. (laughs) All right. So I know you called in a couple weeks ago and you've got like a cool, it's kind of like a musical review type thing. Tell us about the show. Tell us, tell us the name of the show and, and all the, all the details we need to know. Okay. So two singers and a pianist and a bass guitar. And so the first half is going to be, um, some songs from the Gershon repertoire, George and Ira. So they're really neat. You know, Love Sweeping the Country and then Ending with Wonderful in the first half. And then Dimitri is going to play An American in Paris. And then we'll move into some um, excerpts from some musicals to finish it. And so it's, again, let's see. It starts at 6.30. Everybody be out of there before 8.00. And um, there's still tickets available, and all they have to do is leave me a message with a name, and I'll hold one at the door for them. All right, and the, but if if they don't get to do that, they can. Um, may, there may be a few tickets available at the door. Is that? I think so. I just kind of we'd like to know ahead of time because that way there we can set up the chairs or just you know. Certainly. Yeah, it's okay. I want to call in first and say, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Um, but uh, hopefully, if there's any uh, latecomer stragglers who hear about it last minute, maybe there'll be a few seats um, yeah. for them. And uh, again, give us the, the address and the how much it is uh, to, to go into the show, because it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, they, everybody saw there's a similar one to the one in May. That's why I decided to do it again. <laughs> um, it's um, it's sixteen forty-seven, Caravelle Street, and that's near Twenty-seventh um, Avenue. And it's part of Sunset Movement, but it's it's Caravelle Street Theater that night. And because they're just hearing about it, the tickets are fifteen at the door. So I always said eighteen at the door, but because it's you know, <laughs> so we. It's Not, only fear. So nice. So wait, tell tell us more about the. Um, you said it's part of street movements. What's that? Oh, Terrell Ter- Street Theater is just. Um, she. It's been rented as the theater space, and so I've been using it since last year. And uh, Sunset Movement is she actually uh, the gal that leases that space. Salad is actually she's a wonderful gal. She she danced in the show with me last August. We did. Um, uh, American tribute to dance. We did everything from the can can to toe ballet together, <laughs> separately. <laughs> Interesting numbers, you know. Um, and so she teaches group and adults and everybody ballet, and uh, has a flamenco teacher that's been in there for a long time. So it's a very beautiful, interesting space. It's got a piano and enough seat, just enough to be comfortable for this kind of a performance. All the seats are good, so that's why I don't charge more for the front row. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, 
egalitarian theater access. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, my mom's out in the sunset. I'm going to let her know about it um, because she's a big Gershwin and, and fan of musicals and such. Um, so, yeah, we hope people will go out and see your show, Two Singers. Yeah. And again, it's at 1647 Terraville Street uh, near 27th Avenue. And it's on Sunday evening, right? So, yeah, they, they should try to get there exactly at 6.30 or 6.20 even, but you know, because we like to start the show right away, you know. Absolutely. So Sunday, July 10th. That's, yeah, the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. So you're, you're, you're uh, warming up now, right? Oh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Eve, I'm so glad you got, gave us a call in to remind everybody um, of something that uh, they may like to do on a Sunday evening. It's okay. gonna should be very cool. Well, thanks so much, and good luck for your show. Break a leg, as they say. Um, chicken leg. <laughs> Maybe eventually this weekend. Anyway, it'll be fun, and I'm, it's so nice talking to you again. And you too. And we hope, yeah, let us know how it went. And of course, we're here as a media outlet for you to let people know um, about any future projects you've got going on. Okay. Thanks a lot, Eve. Okay. All right. Go out and check it out if you're out there in the Sunset District. It's going to be a foggy night. You might as well go see a show.
beautiful, beautiful voice of sea star Kate out on the big island. I don't think she knows how much of a fan I am of hers, um, but uh, I'm going to let her know for sure. Uh, they came through just a few years ago, actually, now. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm and up at the mic, community open mic. Next, we've got author James Conrad and Bloodflower is sitting next to him with his guitar. And uh, I know we're going to hear a chapter or or more, maybe, of Zordo Clean's house. Take it away. This, hello, my name is James Conrad. With me at the guitar is Bloodflower, and this will be the conclusion of Zordo Clean's house. What? Episode 76. Two weeks after Zordo died, he was given a full Catholic funeral at St. Victor's Catholic Church. Inside, the pews overflowed as hundreds came to pay their respects. Before we go our separate ways, let us take leave of our brother Zordo, said Father Leon, his voice somber and gentle as he stood before Zordo's casket, waving a smoking censer above it in the sign of the cross. May our farewell express our affection for him. May it ease our sadness and strengthen our hope. One day we shall joyfully greet him again when the love of Christ, which conquers all things, destroys even death itself. Father Leon then turned to the mourners. Let us pray, he said. Without a dry eye among them, they all bowed their heads as one. Saints of God, come to his aid, cried Father Leon. Hasten to meet him, angels of the Lord. The crowd responded in unison through their tears. Receive his soul and present him unto God the Most High. May Christ who called you take you to himself. May angels lead you to the bosom of Abraham. Receive his soul and present him to God the Most High. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. Receive his soul and present him unto God the Most High. Javier Ruiz Sr.'s two surviving sons, Ramon and Antonio, moved toward the coffin with the other pallbearers, lifted it, and moved it toward the front door as Father Leon led them and the other mourners outside of the church. As soon as Zurdo's casket was secured inside the hearse, Father Leon snuck over to a mailbox near the church and slid the envelope containing Zurdo's confession inside. Episode 77. At half past noon on February the 1st, 2012, Deputy Rave Jeffries walked into a cafe on North 1st Street in Milpitas, ordering a large coffee with cream and sugar and buying a San Jose Mercury News. As soon as he sat down at one of the tables inside and opened the newspaper, a headline caught his eye. Culprit in bombings confesses after death. As Jeffries scanned the article for a moment, the page went blank except for one name, Lorenzo Carlos Ruiz, better known as Zordo. Sighing with an astonishment and resignation, he skipped ahead and looked over the confession, rereading the last paragraph several times. I know I have a past. I did dumb expletive. I stole cars. I broke into houses. I used drugs. I sold drugs, but I got over all that. I guess as far as some people were concerned, I would always be a criminal, so they made the decision for me that I would never get straight no matter how I tried. I guess society treated me like a criminal because that is what they wanted because society always needs a target. Well, I guess what they, they got what they wanted, probably more than they bargained for. 
Anyway, I know what I got. I know I got what I wanted. So yes, I am guilty, but nobody will take me alive because in death I will have my freedom. Ray Jeffries shook his head and rolled his eyes upward. Son of a bitch, he muttered to himself as he took a sip of his coffee. I knew it was him. The end. Thank you very much. That was Zordo Clean's house. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Uh, done for, we're done with Zordo Clean's house. The series is now ended. Um, anyway, I just wanted to make a quick announce, a couple quick announcements. My friend Rivo is going to be performing at the uh, Cafe International Open Mic, which starts at 8 o'clock tonight. Rivo, R-Y-V-O. And yeah, he'll be at Cafe International tonight. No, we're not talking about Rainbow. We're talking about Rivo. Yeah. Rainbow uh, flavor, not Rivo flavor. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Ryan Voss. So, yeah. Come to the, anyway, come to the Cafe International open mic. And also, I just wanted to quickly get a word out to you listeners uh, that Mutiny Radio is about as independent as independent radio gets. Where do I send a check? Well, we'll get to that. So, uh, if you're interested in helping us keep the various shows we have on the air, we've got Labor and Love, we've got Pam's Comedy Clubhouse, we've got the Happy Hour Open Mic, we've got Women's Magazine, and we've got the Common Thread Collective. So, if you're interested in uh, helping Mutiny Radio uh, do... You, you know, wonderful programming, you know, and have it come to you, uh, please feel free to send a, a money order or a check for $1 or more made out to Mutiny Radio, and the address to send the check or money order made out to Mutiny Radio for $1 or more is Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Once again, that's 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Thank you very much, folks. And this is James Conrad. Wow. Wow. James Conrad. That's, I, I don't know what to say. I feel a little bit at a loss now with Zordo Clean House. We, we heard the end of it, the very end of it. It's been, it's 77 episodes. You've been here for two years. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of waiting to see if you're going to like puff out into like some sort of smoke, you know, it's like, um, what's this kind of a Mary Poppins effect? Like Zordo suddenly incarnates right here. <laughs> or like James <laughs> Conrad radio. just like, like, <laughs> you know, dissipates into some sort of smoke screen and comes back in like a year with his next book. I don't know what's going to happen next, but... Uh, I want to thank you for being a part of the Common Thread Collective all this time. And uh, he's now walked outside, so he can't hear my gratitude. But um, <laughs> that's okay, you know. I mean, I don't know who's listening out there anyway. This is radio. Somebody will tell him. I, I hope he knows. Um, I think it's he been knows. really cool to have a serial, um, keep, you know, an ongoing story that, that uh, well, weaves its way through the Common Thread. Yeah, he's like our own... Charles Dickens <laughs> with his serialized novel. Right. It's pretty right. awesome. It is really cool. It's kind of harkening got, back to like original old style radio. Yeah. I got attached to Zordo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really like how he got all, you know, revengeful and, and like killed people. I, you, you know, but, you just never know what those characters are going to do. Right? <laughs> I guess that's the beauty of, of fiction. 
Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you you got to do your laundry and then stuff happens. <laughs> Story time. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Stuff I would never think yeah. of happens. <laughs> That's that what I like cryptic. about what other people write. I know. Because I would never think of it. That's what I love about reading also. That's a good plug. Thank you, English teacher. <laughs> E.K. Keith. And we've got Tyler in here, too. Now we're both curious about some sort of laundry story. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> That's right. E.K.'s raising her eyebrows like, uh-huh. Oh, Tell no, you later. Zordo does his laundry. That's the name of the book, right? <laughs> Zordo cleans house. Oh, cleans house. Is, does his laundry one of the chapters? That's That's... After after James turns into the puff of smoke, that's that's the next one. That's the sequel. The sequel. Zerto does laundry. Detective walks into the into the laundry room, and who's there? No other but Zorbill. Well, in in a way, I mean, Zerto kind of airs his dirty laundry at the end. That is. Very, very astute, Val. This is why I used to get A's in English class. Hell yeah. <laughs> there were there were only a couple voices in the room in my English class, and mine was one of them. Yeah, I was always that way in yeah. English class as well. The teacher poses some sort of question. I look around. No one else is <laughs> doing anything. Hand goes up. She She waits, looks around. And then calls on me. <laughs> yeah, just to see, just in case your hand going up will, you know, will, will perhaps you know encourage someone else to yeah, speak, but that I'm, doesn't work like that. You know, and I even I remember even trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna rein myself a little, but I don't have to make a comment every time. It's fine. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. All right, I'm getting impatient because nobody's saying anything. Okay, somebody else saying something. That's good. That's good. I'm going to wait and wait. Yeah, yeah, I got a point. I've got a point I'm going to make on this. You know, hand goes up. So I guess I'm still trying to get my point across at times as a DJ in the Mutiny Radius. <laughs> totally uh, understand. But I do have to confess that, honest, honestly, sometimes I, I have no point to make, and, and I kind of force some words out of my mouth once in a while so i want to thank our listeners for um <laughs> for listening and for i feel like you're it's a participatory show it's true. um but ek ek you've got um there's an event you're gonna announce oh yeah well um you know it turns out poets have friends and one of <laughs> qr hands friends just dropped by a few minutes ago and handed me this this cool little flyer called post beat generation and this is an event that's happening in the in crime free richmond california <laughs> at bridgemaker arts at 23 main avenue it's called post beat generation and it's opening july 9th from 4 to 7 it's featuring QR Hand Jr., A.D. Wenens, Barry Shalen, Peter Onstad, Bruce McGaw, Dennis Hearn for a night of music, poetry, painting, and photos. And it and it's uh, running through August 13th. So that's, yeah, that's Bridgemaker Arts, 23 Main Avenue, Richmond, California, 94804, July 9th, 4 to 7 p.m. It sounds like a fun night of poetry. Nice. That's tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, everybody should go. I don't see why not. If you're out and about, or you you need some, you, you, know, you got some time on your hands on a Saturday evening. And Richmond's not that far. It's not. 
It's not. It's right. It's right around the right around the corner, really. And it's actually little downtown Richmond's pretty cute. Yep. They've got the uh, like some. Uh, there's a historic hotel there that has a um, kind of a little upscale restaurant, Hotel Mac. Um, cool. But, but they've got you know. I mean, if you're not going to go and sit down and have a dinner, you can go in and go to their bar and stuff. It's 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 kind of a cute little downtown Richmond. I haven't spent a a, a lot of time there, but um, I've. I've, I've cruised through a few times. That's cool. <laughs> they, Have you ever been to this bridge maker arts place? I haven't, but it, no. Now I want to go. <clears throat> Maybe we'll go tomorrow. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot so of wait. other people could come with us too. So, it doesn't have to be just us. So wait, so wait. So we're talking about poetry. That's a post beat. Uh, generation poetry showcase kind of art show. Yeah. But EK, you've got some poetry, I imagine. Oh, I do right here, actually. And uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, reworking of things. So I've got something that's like uh, re new, <laughs> like it's a revision newness, and then a couple of new pieces. How exciting is that? I'm, I'm all eyebrows today. <laughs> you are. Your eyebrows are like, it's like they have a life of their own. You like them? I do. I've never plucked them a day in my life. That is really good. <laughs> I put it on my resume. Oh, nobody, you definitely nobody should. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny what people don't care about? <laughs> I've, never, I've never plucked an eyebrow a day uh, in my life as well either. Oh, okay. Just, so, you know. We're going to have an eyebrow off? Here soon. We might. Too bad. Too bad people can't see us. We're raising our eyebrows right now. I know. We have very, very hilariously plastic faces, all of us. <laughs> well, I had to. I trained myself when I was little because I was. I was always jealous of one of my brothers who can raise like, but you know, an individual eyebrow, but he could raise oh, the left like or the right. Yeah, just like that. Oh wow, Ek's got it. Yeah, um, I can. I can independently oh, oh Tyler's doing it too oh yeah oh my gosh I only got so far as one <laughs> I had to sit there and train myself I would just hold one eyebrow down and raise them both and then I got you know worked up the muscle yeah. to, to raise just one at a time that's a good tip for how to make that happen it should probably you know let me know that I can uh, work out other muscles of my body as can well you, can you uh, wiggle your ears no really oh I can do that one you get the ear wiggling yeah can you wiggle your nose though? <laughs> do all these like weird rabbit faces? Maybe maybe you can do the the tongue rolling trick like this. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Can you do this really weird one? I hat. No, not the triple. Not the oh, triple. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. That cringe. It's cringe. funny. <laughs> I like it. See, everyone at home who's listening, you can just go to the mirror right now and start doing making faces like like you can imagine we are. Think of it as face yoga. It'll 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 help your skin stay younger looking longer. Oh, or we have to make building. really really funny faces in the mirror. See, my mom always burns. told me feel the burn. My mom always told me be careful. Your face is gonna stay like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of that too, but it it was all lies turned out. Oh no, I took it rather seriously after time. I'm like, you know what? I don't want my face to stay like that. No, it's a funny face. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> funny. So faces. then I started making my face into, you know, more beautiful uh, you know, poses and apparently that's worked. It stayed that way. So um, Definitely. It was a good choice, Val. Thank you. I feel like I've done well in my life. <laughs> it's come a come a long way. 
and here we are, Mutiny Radio and EK. You've got papers in your you, hand. You want to you hear some, Please. some poems, y'all? Yes, yes. All right, this one's called Snafu. As Neil Armstrong wiggles into his spacesuit, he breaks the switch that starts the engine of the eagle. That happens between the eagle has landed and one small step for man. I remember a time before you could see the layer of brown air that floats just above the horizon. A spark plug, a piston firing, over and over and over I drive. Hundreds of tiny explosions propel me forward at inhuman speeds. Freedom is four wheels and a full tank of gas. I've measured out my freedom tank by tank, town to town, state to state. Roadside attractions, roadside distractions. America stashes her freaks on the side of the road. Stop and see something weird in a jar. Have a soda, a burger, and fries. A chat with a waitress. A friendly smile says, come again. But she already knows this is it. Bye. A bouncy jog, a long-distance call, a long drive on a new golf range, a felt-tip pen switch fix. The eagle lifts off, Buzz looks back, engine exhaust topples the stars and stripes. That was an American poem. That was a Fourth of July poem. You know, I might have actually revised. Thank you very much. Listen to all those hand claps. Isn't that nice? It's poets have friends, like you said. Poets do have friends, and they have hands, and they clap, and that's cool. That's right. Sometimes <laughs> it's just one hand. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. It's coming through nice. Well, it's the sound of one hand clapping. You can do that in the radio. That's it's a very it's a very subtle form of applause. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got something in your other hand. <laughs> that's true. That is true, and you never know what that is. All right, you ready for another? Be happy about something. Yes, I'm ready. You know what I like? My favorite line from that poem, though. Would you like to stop and look at strange things in jars? Yeah. Is that what what he said? Yeah. Have you ever been to those like really, just like the the old school roadside attractions? Where you pull over and you pay like still it's like a quarter or 50 cents or whatever and you get to see like creepy like you like, know, a, like a snake or like fetuses a, in like a jar you know some, yeah like eyeballs and things yeah, like that just all kind of weird you know sort of medicine show kind of sideshow carnival sorts of treats i love it it's real creepy <laughs> <laughs> good stuff mm-hmm yeah, so I've been on this, uh, I, you know, I, I guess this one also, 4th of July, we just passed that. I've been doing a lot of revisions in the past couple of weeks, so I've been thinking about America a lot. And actually, yeah, I guess all of these have that in common. This one's called White Privilege. That's just how it is. We live in the immovable center of the universe. Now let's base science on false premise in a world where the sun orbits the earth. It's like that with white privilege. If you're white, there's no need to even talk about it. Assume white people are the center of the universe and anyone who questions it gets persecuted as a heretic. 
Galileo is the best case scenario. Life in prison, then 350 years later, a public apology. Who will build us a telescope, a microscope maybe, to observe this absurdity? Do we really have another 200 years to equity? Do we need revolution or evolution? We know change has been so slow, like the earth around the sun, and yet it moves. It's a slow orbit, huh? Sometimes. Sometimes it is. Takes takes a while. All right, you ready for this last one, Val? Yeah. Tyler? I'm in this. All right. Everybody wants a lover. So where does love fit in a world of citizen pornographers? Our fetish machines make us voyeurs, increasing curiosity, decreasing modesty. We all need to know what everybody's bodies look like. Professional photographs bore with plastic alterations to private places or electronic edits. With a touch, built-in breakup regrets torture exes, whether they're in Texas or Timbuktu. We shame them by posting tokens of trust broken, such mean exposures, but shame on who? Our culture of vultures feasting on the remains of what used to be love. Oh. E.K., it's got such a way about your poetry. No, it kind of comes back around uh doesn't it, it's not a, it's not a slap but it's kind of like it's kind of like like your poetry kind of throws throws an arm around your shoulder and lands on it oh <laughs> thanks val that's cool that was one of my happier ones maybe that's why i got that <laughs> that friendly vibe from it um yeah, I don't know. I I've, I feel like I've been writing poetry, and then I look back, and I'm like, did it, wait, where did that go? I don't know. <laughs> I've been kind of keeping things kind of short these past, uh, more recently. Um, I wonder if I have one here. Let me see. I bet you do. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, You've got something new coming up, too, huh? Yeah, what's going on, Tyler? Uh, you know, you know me? You know, I stay, I stay busy with the writing game, and so... <laughs> Now I, I actually just wrote a uh, wrote a poem yesterday night, or I guess last night this morning. Um, I went to the Oakland protests yesterday, and I missed the last part because I really, really wanted to see the end of it. Um, it's been a couple of times that there's been like bigger protests in Oakland, and I hadn't gotten to stay to the very end, so I was like determined this time. And ironically, it ended right as the last Bart left. So, <laughs> so I was like, uh, I was kind of bumming it last night, actually. Um, but uh, but it was good. It was a creative night to sit alone and smoke in the darkness of of rain in Oakland (laughs) right next to right next to Lake Merritt so and I'm pretty sure I woke a few people up practicing (laughs) wow so tell tell us about it what was the tell us about the experience the protest yesterday um so I actually showed up rather late um like the main protest started uh, I believe around uh seven o'clock um when there was still light out um You'll be seeing tons of videos of it, Uh, probably a couple thousand um, protesters yesterday. Um, They started out on 
on Telegraph in front of uh, the police department, Oakland PD, obviously surrounded by a ton of controversy. They don't even have a chief right now because of the whole um, sex slave scandal with an underage girl um, that went on for years. So if you haven't heard about that, go on. Go ahead and Google that one. But, um, you know, so obviously a lot of animosity from the public uh, as far as our own local police departments go, and even here in San Francisco, um, which is kind of a trend, I think, in the Bay Area. People just not liking the cops, huh? But um, when I showed up, uh, there were still people out front of of uh, the police department, and it was heavily tagged up. <laughs> I saw one big... Um, male member that uh, with a with the text uh, OPD sucks, and I'm sure you could do the math on the rest of that one. But um, yeah, and as soon as I walked up, uh, cops stormed out of the building um, in full riot gear and pushed uh, protesters away from it. Um, people yelling at them, lots of obscenities. Uh, I kind of walked towards, um, walked farther close to uh, the pier there, so more uh, down Telegraph towards 4th, and that's where they had taken the freeway. Um, they had already been on the freeway for a couple of, or I think like an hour and a half by the time I had showed up, and uh, I stayed until, uh, again, 12.30ish, and that's when they finally were able to push us all off of the off-ramp, simply because of the fact that people, you know, people left. Um, so... It was it was surreal. It was it was really surreal. Lots of people had been sitting on the freeway for hours, you know, inside of their cars. Some of them weren't too happy about it, and some of them understood. There was one guy in particular. He was a a truck driver, and he was totally okay with people like climbing all over his truck and just being chill. And he even left his car inside of a lane so other cars couldn't, you know, pass him. Um, and so he was kind of, you know, there in solidarity, even though he had got shown up there in, on accident, but, uh, you know, he stayed for the solidarity and he ended up being, um, uh, allowed to leave by the crowd because they recognized that they had a, uh, um, hologram or excuse me, uh, uh, what is that screen projector? They had a projector of, uh, of the two most recent victims of police brutality, um, Alston Sterling and, uh, Philandro uh, Castile, um, the first one of which was killed by police on camera for selling CDs in front of a liquor store, killed within 30 seconds of them actually apprehending him, and the second or the latter, um, Philando Castile, who was shot after being stopped routinely for a a uh, traffic uh, busted taillight. He was with his daughter and his wife inside of the car. Um, the cop came up, asked him if he had any weapons, license registration standard. He had a permit for open carry and informed the cop that, you know, I do have a, a firearm in my car. Cop asked for his ID, went for his ID, took four bullets to the chest, died on Facebook live video by his wife, who was filming it right oh there as he God. died. And uh, so it's just been a really, it's been a really, uh, scary week to be a minority um a person of any increased levels of melanin uh in in america and uh it's kind of crazy now i've been hanging out with some uh newer friends from work and they're from romania and so this is their first time experiencing american culture and you know all this stuff kind of just happened right now you know it's kind of yeah. ramping back up about a year ago we had you know a spree of of 
black men killed right and black children killed yeah and women um, too yeah and women um you know and and it's kind of happening again and uh that's that's what i named the piece after it's happening again um because it's 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 something that it, it that's what it does it's a cycle it happens we get mad about it we march about it and then all of a sudden all these people that were involved with it you don't hear their voices anymore and then it happens again right. and then we start it over um and so you know i've just kind of been talking to them you know my my newer uh, romanian friends uh shout out to them uh and uh, they 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 just had no idea that race was still such a massive issue here you know and and i i I, like had invited them to the protest and they were scared to go which is understandable you know it's a scary thing um anytime you're inside of a protest like that um but i wanted them to see you know the type of type of shit that we have to deal with and the type of shit that we have to do to um to just have our voices heard and there's constantly silence um little known fact I, I don't i don't know you guys may have known this but romania actually just had a political revolution where they they tore down their entire government and started it fresh um we're talking a couple months ago um 20, people marched on B- bucharest their uh, capital um over <laughs> and and this is this is probably the, the craziest part uh, the, i guess their their government officials had not signed off on um a permit for a fire for like fireworks inside of a club and 60 people died inside of a club and so that was enough to enrage them to march on the capital and they got that that political revolution that they desired and it wasn't something they had to fight for um for hundreds of years you know to 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 have their voices heard yeah. or or 50 years or 10 years or even a week you know it happened right afterwards and you don't hear about that obviously in united states you're not going to hear about political revolution at that scale right um, successful right. uh removal of uh, or uh, of a regime um and wow yeah yeah i mean this yeah wow well, we send our love out to everybody around the world who's who's looking towards the greater good uh looking towards a better world where we don't have to live in fear of people who are invested, uh, you know, vested with authority. Um, it's it's been a pretty sad week in in America, but uh, you've got an you got that piece. It's yeah, happening yeah, again. Yeah. So again, um, yeah. Hey, I'm Tyler, and when I when I rap, I'm, I'm known as Tip Vicious, and uh, this is uh, it is poetry. I think I think you'll have to be the judge miss english teacher but uh but um it, i i i have a very hard time not rhyming sometimes when i'm writing so um yeah yeah it happened again so i'm rapping again another black man's gone and nothing's happening yet enlighten me who are we to call when we're slammed against the wall baton beneath our jaw walking tall will be our fall Cause it seems that being black is the fastest death sentence 354 gram of that top shelf millennium But if you're selling some CDs, well that's a one way road to heaven You see these cops are malevolent Type of shit that the devil stamps up a nigga till he's bloody Brag about it in text then send To them, I'm less than peasant 
So with them, I'm less than pleasant. Like a trust, it's ever present. And when I'm checking on my brethren, after we are splitting ways, it's cause you never really know if today's the last day, or my day, or her day, or your day, or his. Dying of oppression is literally as good as it gets. And I'm a double minority, black American Chicano, which makes me four times more likely to be dead than mowing lawns, yo. And hey, where the fuck is Lil Uzi Vert at? Someone call up Young Thug. Lil Yachty ain't gonna talk about it. They busy robbing the plug. Make a dollar off your ignorance and you idiots show them love. Putting paper in their pocket and you still ain't getting a hug. Fuck. My heart is heavy, I'm scared but always ready Got a mask inside my backpack cause I'm past the point of petty Never packed a Glock or Magnum but I bet my aim is steady When protection turns oppressor I'm hunting game like Serengeti Let's call it what it is Cause they murdered that man Less than 12 hours later, they fucking do it again Right in front of his fam, no remorse on the cam Just another trending topic till the media says drop it They flip the fucking script, proceed to paint the victim toxic Then the judge will drop the charges and the cops are walking scarless But the family of the victims are the real victims of all this And the system keeps on ticking To that one fateful night When you're out with all your homies And you see those flashing blue lights And a figure screaming at you You better show me your fucking hands You pull your hands out of your pockets And then it's happening again And then it's happening again (laughs) This is the last uh, sentence on that Yeah Hashtag uh, Alton Sterling Hashtag Philandro Castile Black Lives Matter Hands up, don't shoot All that Right on, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's <clears throat> not much to say from that, but uh, <laughs> My bad. I mean, you just I mean, you just laid out so much truth, you know. And I th- I think a lot of times when you try to talk about it in general social, you know society public situations you try to talk about it people get really uncomfortable and you know some people get really uncomfortable but and you try to explain like well this is just what happens like like you have this huge inordinate um you know like disproportionate rather um action from police figures against people who are black who are latino and it just it happens you know you get pulled people get pulled over it happens um and and you know i think a lot i think people kind of like tune out and they don't necessarily like pay attention to that aspect but that's what happens and it's happening again and i think that your piece had just so much truth in it and um you know, I I hope it resonates in in ways that can, you know, carry carry the message forward that we really do need to just tra- you know get past this. We need to transcend this. I felt like I feel like when I was growing up, in you know here in California, in the you know, 80s into the 90s, I had the sense that our society was becoming less racist, and like people were integrating. And it didn't matter as much as it had in previous generations. And I, but I also feel like we've seen in these past few years that kind of, kind of chasm open again. And it's right. just had, we've just had so much, so much terrible fallout and consequence from all this leftover hate and just ignorance uh, and discrimination. And it's really disheartening because 
you know, it's just like it this wave, right? Um, and like you said, it's these families whose 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 family members are you know not coming home, not coming home, and they're the, and they're the victims in the whole communities. And yep. I think even worse than you know not getting to see that person again um, is that the fact that they get no justice that yeah. they deserve. There is no no justice being served to these police officers and in more more cases than not you know uh you know we got zimmerman walking free you know <laughs> this guy killed trayvon martin a, a child right and uh he's out there doing whatever he does and uh you know and the and it, it unfortunately it, it just makes makes it really hard for somebody like myself who's a young black man um um, uh, biracial you know um i'm i'm never gonna be i'm never gonna be having the same opportunities as some people will um just because of the negative connotations that come with the color of my skin and that's something that's that wasn't taught directly you know it's, it's something that's taught indirectly um you know systemic uh systemically and um i i think that's part of the reason that uh that you know you see couple thousand people in Oakland you know the day after this thing happens organizing the way that they did enough to take over 880 for nearly six hours you know that doesn't just happen on accident this is this is a buildup of emotion in in younger people it wasn't a, a, a bunch of you know the 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 generation before me it was it was young people and and they're scared I have friends on Facebook that are organizing events in the city and in Oakland um, that are are trying to come up with ways for us to stay peaceful and positive. And more times than not, it it becomes violent, you know, because of that anger and that passion that's behind it, and um, and just the complete lack of regard for human life by not just one police department, but across the entire nation. You know, um, and and uh, so I, I think last night after after the camp uh, after the uh, protest, I was just I mean for one I was bored, but at the same time it was just I was uh just really kind of feeling feeling that that passion from the from the uh, people that stayed as long as they did, and um, some people even decided to sit down in the middle of the freeway while the rest of the group backed off and and be be arrested. And that was obviously that their decision, not my decision. Um, I'm more of a, more of a run, run, run the fuck out of there. <laughs> Get out of there while, when you can, can yeah. <laughs> but, um, and you know, I did see like you know just kids doing dumb you know shit that could have put everybody at risk. But even them, you know, people tell them to stop, and they're getting in their face about you. You're here. You know, you have your reasons for being here. I have my reasons being, for being here. And, um, you know, I, I I just hope that everybody who's out there, and I'm going back to Oakland tonight to protest again. I hope everybody just stays safe and stays smart and, um, and across the world. And also, one other thing I just wanted to mention, um, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but um, yesterday in Dallas, Dallas, yeah. Texas, there was a protest going on and, um, somebody just started shooting from the windows and uh, multiple cops were were uh, injured but uh 
a couple yeah. of them killed. If I, yeah, five, five. Was it five? So yeah, yeah in Dallas, five police officers were killed. Uh, several more were wounded by a gunman who apparently was a and has been in the Army Reserves for several years. Right. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, the, during the protests, and he just wanted to kill cops. Isn't, isn't that just a, another weird fact about almost every like serial murderer? Is, is that in the in the past? Like couple of years, these people that are just going out of nowhere with an AR-15 or, or in this case, a sniper, and and just killing you know innocent people, they're always somehow connected to being military trained. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not you know gonna come out there and say anything about the Illuminati or nothing, but <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't have connected the dots, you know. Is that's that's crazy to me, but I, I I only brought that up because I wanted to to say first of all, like you know, um, to the families of those police officers, like you know, this isn't for somebody like me who who participates in these protests actively, and uh, I try and spread, um, you know, what what little knowledge I have compared to some people, um, enough to to have somebody question them, you know, um, just it, it's not about us versus cops or us versus authority um it's us versus oppression you know cops are not i i have families family members who are cops and um and i've spoken to them at, at length about my beliefs and and how i feel and uh one thing i know for sure is that there are good people that are in in this uh in this uh this role as a police officer to serve and protect but unfortunately, there are a lot of bad people as well. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to devalue the life of those that were lost um, in Dallas, but I, I feel like this is something that's going to happen more until we see justice for these people who are just being wiped off the face of the earth with no repercussions. Um, I, d I by no means condone s s being in a you know in a sniper situation with the police, um, and I hope that you know positivity towards their family but um but unfortunately i i feel like it's really getting to that point you know where people they're not gonna they're not gonna take this anymore you know being treated the way they are but i guess i have a couple of years to see how things play out well yeah and and let's hope that people turn that passion like you have into this creative uh directions and not in the violent directions and not giving into that mentality of retaliation and and just blanketing you know just like a, you know just blanketly uh you know accusing people of of doing things that they haven't done right you know just shooting at cops you know who haven't done anything wrong necessarily um right and it was a peaceful protest before that you know yeah, and then that happened and then uh, actually today, a lot of those protesters started a, a line to hug police officers. I was watching a video about that earlier. Wow. Today to, to uh, you know, just kind of drive. Some love. Yeah, I mean, share some love, but also drive that, that nail into the coffin deeper that this isn't about fighting. It's about finding a peaceful solution. And the overwhelming amount of protesters that are out there doing this shit every single day that are on the freeways that are organizing events here in the Bay Area, um, they're peaceful. You know, you don't see the riffraff until the end of the night. And that's why I was sticking around.
So I wasn't a part of it. I was just, I'm just a spectator. <laughs> you're, you're there though. You're there. And, um, and, uh, we know that a lot of people out there listening right now, uh, who are active in their communities f- for, you know, whatever the reason may be, uh, that, that takes you out and puts you out into those crowds and, and, uh, protest situations. You are the witnesses. You are the ones who are, are being part of this, um, this change that we're seeing. So, so Val, I see you've got a small book in your hand there. Yeah, but I'm also got some music right here. Oh, you got some music for me. will turn on you.
Ooh, that was Rage Against the Machine Testify. It was a cool video um, where they were, uh, you heard a little bit of uh, political campaigning in there from good old George W. Bush and Al Gore, and notice they were saying the same thing. Uh, And then the last one there right at the end uh, was uh, our our, uh, hero, Ralph Nader. So testify, folks, um, but don't shoot. Um, here we are, Common Thread Collective, casting that wide net, finding the common thread, letting life flourish. And don't panic, Richard. Don't um, panic. We're going to keep it organic. Oh. Welcome. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, Richard Sandrell, uh, into the booth. I think that's probably why they said that to me. Uh, that is why I said it to you. I know uh, you, you've been having a rough time. Well, um, you know, we, we have those sometimes. It's true. It's sometimes true. Sometimes we bring them on ourselves, so. Well, yeah, uh, things get exacerbated. Well, I just want to say something that Tippy brought up about the militarization. Of course, uh, a lot of your cops are Vietnam vets or from the last wars. Or, uh, they've been they've been militarized and uh, shoot first, ask later, uh, that, that sort of mentality. Um, but um, he's a young man who's very thoughtful and thinks a lot, and I think that's good. I'm, I'm glad Tippy's... Uh, Around, and I'm glad I got Tippy. the meeting. And so keep it up, Tippy. <laughs> We're talking about you. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to read a couple old ones, but I have some new ones. Okay. Uh, but this was since we were talking today. Your hubris is unimpressive, owed to the militia and the undereducated gringo. Your hubris is unimpressive. Your righteous indignations do not inspire. Things are said in your self-involvement. It's about you and what affects you. Your silence on things other than what you affects you and yours to what other humans may be put through because you can is ear-splitting and privileged even though you believe you are the victim. There are many who cry uh, tried to inform you of the bad news, but your ears have been closed to the truth. The enemies you blame are not your enemies, but the same group that exploits you exploits those you blame. You would be wise to drop your racism and rejoin and reintroduce yourself to your humanity, then join the struggles of all, of all that we can become stronger in solidarity. War has never profited you, and it never gave you freedom. You always had it. No government has that right. A friend said that some writers preach to the choir, and I agree. But in the end, preachings are only words, and some don't yet have the language to turn to each other, advancing these words and liberating themselves by lifting them from the page, stage, and street to the heart mind and spirit wow the theme emerges diamond dave's not here to say that but the theme is really emerging and i think we're really taking it to the next level we keep elevating here well uh also i'm i'm getting this whole read to tippy he's uh he impresses me so uh this is more to her than just being the coolest When I was 11, my uncle, who had become my adoptive father, drove to Florida to see my mother's side of the family. My aunt Ines and Uncle Art and their two sons, Richard Glenn and Eddie, had recently moved from Fort Lauderdale to Dade County. They lived next door to a Cuban family. 
I grew up in Fort Recovery, Ohio, where there were only white people. So driving down from Ohio to Florida was my first experience seeing in the flesh people of color instead of on a black and white television. One day I went outside and the Cuban kids were playing in their front yard. They invited me over to play with them. I was happy to do so. Spanish, of course, was their first language, but they spoke English as well, where I only spoke English. We played as kids do. When they spoke Spanish with each other, I would try to mimic it, but of course it was gibberish. But every once in a while, I would accidentally say something and they would laugh, not at me, but with me. My greatest regret was I never learned Spanish, as it is I have barely conquered English. As we played, I noticed someone standing in the front doorway. She is the grandmother who watches as we play. I remember that I thought this was the coolest person I had ever seen. Her skin is dark and she has deep lines in her face. She has a headscarf with large red flowers and looks like a woman pirate. Her eyes are kind and has a pleasant smile. She blows smoke of a fine Cuban cigar. The tip glows as she drags off her cylinder of tobacco, blowing blue smoke as generations had done before. There is a sweet, peppery, earthy smell from the cigar smoke that she expels from her lungs as it glides in rhythmic cascades, encircling air, and ends in the final explosion, fading into the hot, humid, still air. This was no Madonna. This was real flesh and blood. As I think back about this time, maybe she was a holy woman saying her prayers and blowing the smoke of protection for her children, who now included me, so that I would always remember her to this day and carry it with me for the rest of my life and to have an understanding of who the earth people really are. There were more in the end than just her being the coolest. You know, that that really makes me want to smoke a Cubano. Mm. Well, Those are reason. mighty good cigars. Have I you mean. ever had one? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm well, serious. Like, they really are. They are really, <laughs> really good. Oh, that's true. Can you I get, Cuba, can you get Cuban it. cigars easier now? Yeah. Maybe. It used to be so difficult. Maybe well, so. Well, opening it up, I guess. So. Man, those are good. Thanks, Richard. Well. Uh, here's a short, small little ditty. Mowing grass. The smell of new mowing grass on a warm summer afternoon were ladies' bugs. Katie's dids cry and state that Katie did. Cicada sounds of bull roars, all driven from the new mowing grass. Just a little ditty. Nice, a Katie ditty. It's very olfactory today. Ooh, I like the taste and smell and the sounds. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I like. Well, I don't know if I have time, but... Uh, uh, you have time, and then... Okay. This cheese needs to... Oh! Uh, well, maybe two more if I can. Yeah, so, please do. Uh, <clears throat> Shh! For the Ohlone. It's quiet here. You don't want to disturb the living. Shh. So you don't remind them that you're still here. 
Those who lay beneath your feet are tired of your disturbing them with your diggings and carryings on from your vertical positions. The vertical are told to protect their property rights by a relative of those who lay beneath their feet, the ones Usa originally stole land from, the ones who lost their property rights. It's quiet here. You don't want to disturb the dead, but you will because you can. What do you care? They're dead, just a bunch of bones. Hell, you move your own dead for profit. Since you pass laws to make all this legal, guess it makes everything acceptable. It's quiet here. Don't want to expose your sham about what you think is sacred. Beautiful. I really appreciate that one as I look around the uh, Bay Area and all the development around our waterways. And imagine when I'm standing there and it's foggy and all the fog covers all the buildings and all the lights. I imagine the pre uh, pre pre uh, colonization pre-pioneering place which is the San Francisco Bay the Ohlone land yeah I think we always need to be reminded of that daily yes (laughs) yes it's like like, like it should should be part of our daily routine oh yes I still live on Ohlone land and they still don't have their justice so it's always kind of good to remember it is good to remember and uh well, this is the last one. Okay. So, well, we'll see. This piece needed to pass, so I murdered it. Ooh, so violent. You didn't need... You, wait, excuse me, let me start it up. Oh, so violent. Well, you didn't read or write the piece. There is enough ugly in the world. It doesn't need this. One needs to unleash it. Let it go. Cease. Spare humanity. It has so much more to deal with. Many have yet to even to accommodate and probably won't. This piece takes all prisoners, leaving no defense. Prisoners taken for what? There's no war against each other. Always begins with a little violence until you have forever wars, and all that is unleashed, and it will not cease. Too much destruction. You see, that's why I had to murder it. Murdered it to death I did. It went past the pleasures of the Pleasure Dome, beyond that thing out in the desert of phantasmagorical landscapes where pleasures become pain, beyond quantum physics. The dark side sometimes is the best side. Well, that's why I had to murder this piece. Held in front of the word court, threatening him if he ever unleashed these words, he reminded the court only he had the right, not the courts of the words. Where in the land of free speech, you would only then be left with what's politically correct. Richard. <laughs> oh, I'm getting I'm getting the old fashioned stuff. I like that. That's right. Snaps all around and we hope right. that that uh That's ha- the end of my rants for the day. Well good. I I, many you're more, but you're uh, smiling now. You well, weren't yeah, before. That's what I needed. Good. Good. Thanks. Well that's why we're here. Here on the Common Thread Collective, here at Mutiny Radio and uh it's a it's a it's a pleasure, it's a joy. Um and it's sometimes feels like a necessity well like i said uh, 
if I hadn't have seen him today, I'd probably still be a little bit in a funk. Nice. But the man's got some intelligence behind him. He's got he some does. heart, and he's got the brain. So. Yeah, you're talking about Tyler. You're talking about Tip Vicious out there. Yes, the man. The man. <laughs> All right. Lovely. Lovely. Um, so I think coming up next, we're going to have James Ellis and Bloodflower. But uh, oh to, to bide them a little time, in case yeah, they can't hear me, go? to oh, bide them a little right. time, He's I'm going to read a poem. Yes. And then if, I'll play some music if they're not ready yet. <laughs> here's here's a song or here's a song here's a music <laughs> music uh here is a poem i wrote while i was far away from from the san francisco bay off the grid uh as we sit here and recognize and remind ourselves of the beauty of nature and uh that humans are part of it and we can be a beautiful part of it as well and we don't have to always be that, that angry aspect. Oh, sappy tree, you ooze. Breathe into creation. And when it comes, listen to the whistling wood and the talk of hawks. Lay snake eggs in the shade that the sun may penetrate my epidermis and warm us from the inside out. Radiant activity amongst cells and belly. Welcome back to the Common Thread Collective. We've got James Ellis up there, and in his hands is one of the many tombs of the recordings of J. Krishnamurti. And Bloodfowler is seated beside him with his sweet guitar. Hey, Global Val, this is Mr. J. Krishnamurti's commentaries on living. beyond the mountains to the east of the valley and through the center of the valley a river made its way leisurely to the sea 
river flowed full all year round. It was quite beautiful. Even when I passed through the town, which was quite large. The townspeople used the river for everything, for fishing, for bathing, for drinking water, for sewage disposal, and the wastes of a factory went into it. But the river threw off all the filth of man. past his habitations. A wide road went along the river to the west, leading up to the tea plantations in the mountains. It curved in and out, sometimes losing the river, but most of the time in sight of it as the road climbed. Following the river, the plantations became bigger, and here and there were factories to dry and process the tea. The estates became vast, and the river was noisy with waterfalls. In the morning, one could see brightly dressed women, their bodies bent, their skins turned dark by the blazing sun, picking the delicate leaves of the tea bushes. It all had to be picked before a certain time in the morning and carried to the nearest factory before the sun became too hot. At that altitude, the sun was strong painfully penetrating, and though they were used to it, some of the women had their heads covered with part of the clothes they wore. They were gay, fast and skillful in their work, and soon that particular task would be over for the day, but most of them were wives and mothers, and they would have to cook and look after the children. They had a union, and the planters treated them decently, for it would be disastrous to have a strike and allow the tender leaves to grow to their normal size. The road continued up and up, and the air became quite cold. At 8,000 feet, there were no more tea plantations, but men were working the soil and cultivating many things to be sent down to the town along the sea. From that altitude, the view over the forests and plains was magnificent. With the river, Silver now, dominating everything. Going back another way, the road wound through green, sparkling rice fields and deep woods. There were many palms and mangoes, and flowers were everywhere. The people were cheerful, and along the roadside, they were setting out many things, from trinkets to luscious fruit. They were lazy and easygoing seemed to have enough to eat, unlike those in the lowland where life was hard, meager, and crowded. He said he was a sannyasi, a monk, not of any particular order, and he spoke of himself as of a third person. While still young, he had renounced the world its ways and it wandered all over the country staying with some of the well-known religious teachers talking with them and following their particular disciplines and rituals he had fasted for many a day lived in solitude among the mountains and done most of the things that sannyasis are supposed to do he had damaged himself physically through excessive ascetic practices and although that was long ago, his body still suffered from it. Then one day he had decided to abandon 
all these practices, rituals, and disciplines as being vain without much significance and gone off to some faraway mountain village where he had spent many years in deep contemplation. The usual thing had happened, he said, with a smile. And he, in his turn, had become well-known and had had a large following of disciples to whom he taught simple things. He had read the ancient Sanskrit literature, and now that, too, he had put away. Although it was necessary to describe briefly what his life had been, he added that was not the thing for which he had come. The man said, Above all virtue, sacrifice, and the action of dispassionate help is meditation, he said. With meditation, knowledge, and action become a wearisome burden with very little meaning. But few know what meditation is. If you are willing, we must talk this over. And meditation has been the experience of the speaker to reach different states of consciousness. He's had the experience that all aspiring human beings sooner or later go through. Envisioning the visions embodying Krishna, Christ, Buddha. They are the outcome of one's own thought and education and what may be called <laughs> one's culture. There are visions, experiences, and powers in many different varieties. Unfortunately, most seekers are caught net of their own thought and desire. Even some of the greatest exponents of truth. Having the power of healing the gift of words, they become prisoners to their own capabilities, capacities, and experiences. The speaker himself has passed through these experiences and dangers to the best of his ability has understood and gone beyond them at least. <laughs> Let us hope so. What then is meditation? Surely, in considering meditation, effort and the maker of effort must be understood. Good effort leads to one thing and bad to another, but both are binding, are they not? The man said, it is said that you have not read the Upanishads or any of the sacred literature, but you sound like one who has read and knows. It is true I've read none of those things. But that is not important. Good effort and wrong effort are both binding, and it is this bondage that must be understood and broken. Meditation is the breaking of all bondage. It is a state of freedom not from anything. Freedom from something is only the cultivation of resistance. To be conscious of being free is not freedom. Consciousness is the experience of freedom or a bondage. And that consciousness is the experiencer, the maker of effort. Breaking down of the experiencer, which cannot be done consciously. If the experiencer is broken down consciously, then there is a strengthening of the will. 
which is also part of consciousness. Our problem then is concerned with the whole process of consciousness. And not one part of it, small or great, dominant or subservient. The man said, what you say seems to be true. The ways of consciousness are profound, deceptive, and contradictory. It is only through dispassionate observation and careful study that this tangle can be unraveled and order can prevail. But sir, the unraveler is still there. One may call him the higher self, the Atman, and so on. But he's still part of consciousness the maker of effort who is everlastingly trying to get somewhere effort is desire one desire can be overcome by a greater desire and that desire by still another and so on endlessly desire breeds deception illusion contradiction and the visions of hope the all-conquering desire for the ultimate or the will to reach that which is nameless is still the way of consciousness of the experiencer of good and bad the experiencer who is waiting watching hoping consciousness is not of one particular level it is the totality of our being the man said what has been heard so far is excellent and true, but if one may inquire, what is it that will bring peace, stillness, to this consciousness? Nothing. Surely the mind is ever seeking a result, a way to some achievement. Mind is an instrument that has been put together. It is the fabric of time. I can only think in terms of result of achievement of something to be gained or avoided. The man said that is so. It is being stated that as long as the mind is active, choosing, seeking, experiencing, there must be the maker of effort who creates his own image, calling it by different names, and this is the net in which thought is caught. Thought itself is the maker of the net. Thought is the net. Thought is binding. That can only lead to the vast expanse of time, the field in which knowledge, action, virtue have importance. However, refined or simplified thinking cannot break down all thought. Consciousness as the observer, the experiencer. The chooser, the sensor, the will, must come to an end, voluntarily and happily, without any hope of reward. The seeker ceases. This is meditation. Silence of the mind cannot be brought about through the action of will. There is silence when will ceases. This is meditation. Reality cannot be salt. It is. When the seeker is not, mind is time. 
Spot Canon, cover the measureless. Thought cannot uncover the measureless. It is all measureless, and uh, but we still keep adding to it. You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thank you, James Ellis, for reading Jay Krishnamurti, and thank you, Redflower, for playing along on your guitar, uh, adding a, a meditative uh, aspect to. Well, it's been quite meditative afternoon, actually. It's, it's, if I do say so myself. Uh. <laughs> and I, it is. And there's something about the sun today. It's a it's a beautiful sunny day in San Francisco, which is kind of funny. Yeah, considering it's July. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, been acting like July lately. It has. That's I, true. Yesterday was freaking cold. Yeah, I and I appreciate it. I'm glad that we're kind of back to some normal weather patterns here in in the bay area um and if you're looking for something to do outdoors um this or any day um you can go get involved with the gill tract community farm that's over in albany it's on san pablo avenue at the corner at the intersection of albany um sorry san pablo avenue and marin avenue um and they're open uh throughout the summer sunday 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 through thursday um they have various times, but they usually close up around uh, five or six, except Monday and Wednesday they close at two. But people can go out. There's a free. There's a, no, sorry. There's a farm stand open every Sunday from three to five p.m., and basically it's produce uh, or available for whatever you can afford, and it's all organically grown produce. So you can go and volunteer and plant and harvest it and learn about sustainable and socially just food production. That's the UC Gill Tract Community Farm that started during Occupy. Occupy the farm. They have a web. Uh, website uh gill tract farm that's g-i-l-l-t-r-a-c-t farm dot wordpress dot com um but just stop by it's a really beautiful place um and uh so we can stay connected to our to our natural surroundings somebody gonna be uh doing some poetry somewhere soon isn't there, is there a rumor, EK? Did I, you, you know, I, I thought I heard that Val was going to be reading somewhere pretty soon. Val's going to be reading Val, why somewhere? don't you, like, do Val a little horn tooting here and reading. toot your own horn reading. for a second? I bet I would go to that if reading. I knew when yeah, it was. I always, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, too. Val's going to be reading. Poets have friends. <laughs> I'm Poets quoting EK. Yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah, where, where, you guys made me blush. Um, where, where I'm blushing on the radio. Where, so where will cute. she be doing this performing? Where, where we all want to know. It's going to be at the Sacred Grounds Cafe. That's on, a good spot. On Wednesday, July 27th. Oh. I believe it starts at 7 p.m. Is that what the, right, Richard? Yes. Is it 7 o'clock? Be there a little early if you want to read so you can sign up. Right. It's open mic. And I mic. think I'm, I may not be there, and that's going to make me weep. What? Well, because... Uh, the, You're going to uh, be I, listening I, I on the live on stream? On July 27th? What I, could you possibly have better well, to do? Well, I submitted three poems to the uh, district, and I, evidently I'm supposed to be reading on the that Wednesday. Congratulations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean I'm in, but they just want me to read, so I don't know why. Well, that's fantastic. Well, we will miss you, but well, that's okay. Yes. Uh, you're, but you're, you you know hear a lot of my you poetry. You know that. And I appreciate that. I thank you, and I thank you for continuing to remind me that I needed to to remind to to, yeah. to get in there and 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 feature. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think Bloodflower is coming with I me. I mean, uh, we oh, had that's uh, cool. 
we had Norman Zelaya just knocked him dead. So, hey, anybody he's out great. there know Norman, just give him a shout out. I like he's Norman Zelaya. He's wonderful, wonderful storyteller, wonderful writer, man of heart, soul, and intelligence. Wow. <laughs> That's what the Common Thread Collective is all about. Heart, soul, intelligence, uh, sending out positivity. And uh, and uh, I'm going to end with a poem since, since, apparent, since I... Since you're talking about my poetry, I'm going to end with a poem. And I feel like the theme has emerged today, um, kind of even starting from the very beginning when Dave called in, but also our conversation with Sihasin, uh, the the band, uh, the Navajo Nation band that's going to be playing at the Omni Commons coming up Wednesday evening, July 13th, um, talking about how, you know, you can really, you can stay angry about a lot of things, but what happens after anger? And uh, it's really caring about carrying forward uh, positive uh, positivity and adding to the world uh, what you can and uh, we around here do it in a creative fashion and you can too so we hope you come join us sometime at Mutiny Radio we're at the corner of 21st and Florida streets here in the Mission District of San Francisco so I'm going to read a little poem on the way out and then I'll, I'll play a song that I think everyone uh, can uh, recognize and uh, know that you know being creative is is something that can carry you forward even through heavy heavy smoke so here is a poem i wrote two days ago in a world of perfect anarchy our children forget their names as we pass the gate forget them all i am mother you are daughter and son and soon we'll be free to adapt and adopt whatever and whomever we wish to be. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. And we love you. Guitar, jamming good with weird and gilly, and the spiders from Mars. They played it left hand, but made it too far. Became the special man, but then we were Ziggy's band. Ziggy really sang, screwed up eyes and screwed down hairdo. Like some cat from Japan He could lick on by smiling He could leave unto hand Became on so loaded man Well hung on snow white tan So where were the spiders? While the fly tried to break our bones God-given ass
job here, your friends here, your doctors here, uh, your friends uh, nearby, or, or not, maybe they're far away. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue 
Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns horn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joe.